Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Monster Technological, to the MTU Alumni Podcast Series. I'm not saying the whole thing again. The series that features graduates, friends, and new connections. I am David. Hello. And I'll be your host, and thank you very much for tuning in. The guest for this episode is Alison McCormick. Alison studied theatre and drama at MTU's Cork School of Music. She graduated in 2020 and has gone on to be one of the founders of Four-Faced Theatre Company, which is a brand new theatre productions company here in Cork. Four-Faced's first show is going to be DNA, written by Dennis Kelly, which Alison is directing. The show will run at the Cork Arts Theatre from the 3rd to the 5th of February 2022. We're going to be talking about that as well as Ali's time at MTU. Now, just before we get started, if you are a former student of MTU and you would like more information on what's happening at the college, you can update your contact details by going on to www.mtu.ie forward slash alumni. So, let's get to it. Hello, Ali. How are you getting on? I'm great, thanks. How are you? I'm doing great now, doing great. Listen, thank you very much for being a part of the MTU Alumni Podcast Series. I'll just start out with talking about your time at MTU. So, Ali studied theatre and drama at MTU Cork School of Music. So what made you decide to study theatre and drama? Um, so I started off studying marketing. So I went there for two years. And um, how I ended up in the School of Music was I, you know, I'd always had an interest in performing and it was a humongous part of my life. But I suppose um, it had always been like local theatre that I'd been involved in. And I saw that the Musical Society put out a call for their show um, in 2018. And I said, you know what, I'll give it a go. I'll see how I get on. And um, I got in and I got to play one of my favourite roles to date. And I suppose being in that environment in the School of Music and meeting all of the amazing people that I met, um, it kind of made me realise that that's kind of what I wanted to do. Um, so I met up with the lecturers there and, you know, had a chat to them about about everything. Um, I did an audition and I then got offered entry into third year of the degree. So I did third and fourth year then in the School of Music. Um, so I suppose <laughs> to answer your question, I, I always wanted to to study drama or to be involved in drama and theatre in some way um, obviously growing up you know my dad was involved in drama and theatre since I was born basically so I was always kind of in that environment and um, I'm only sorry I didn't go to to the school of music in first year to be honest but I'm really glad that I made the decision I did then to to um, transfer over and begin my journey there so that's kind of how it all happened really. Can I ask you because you mentioned you went into the course in third year and with theatre and drama courses that like the amount of people in there it's quite a small course compared to I don't know something like English or business where there could be 100 or 200 people in there how did you find how were you able to kind of adapt because people had maybe made friends I suppose a bit at this point how did you kind of find it in the first few weeks when you went in? I suppose I I was pretty nervous going in there. Um, I was lucky in that, you know, I had a couple of friends who 
I had met doing the musical. Um, now, there was only maybe a handful of them in my class, so I didn't actually know everybody in my class. Um, but I, I found it, to be honest, it was pretty seamless for me. I, I was very lucky. Everyone was incredibly welcoming. And I think going back to what you said there, David, because it's kind of more tight knit and there's not as many people there. Um, it feels a lot more personal there. And especially, I think, you know, the relationship that you the relationships, I should say, that that you establish with your lecturers, they feel a lot more personal and a lot more kind of um, genuine, I would say, in that everyone there is there, you know, with the same goal and everyone's very encouraging. Um, but yeah, I found it obviously I was I was incredibly nervous. Um, and as you said, you know, the friendships and relationships have pretty much already been established at that point. But um, I felt so welcomed and um, I like to think I fit in pretty well. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it was I, I definitely don't regret any of it. And as I said, if I if I the only thing I regret is that I wasn't there from the very beginning. From speaking to other guests on the podcast, they had graduated a few years uh, before COVID had kicked in. I'm sure you've been asked this question before. I'm sure you're sick of it. I hope you don't get asked this question again. But like with such a physical course like theatre and drama, how much of an impact did it have on you? Because you were in final year when COVID kicked in. So how much of an impact did it have on your studies? Yeah, to be honest, it was really strange because we had just um done our final year show in January earthquakes in London and you know we had pretty much then after that show your timetable is slightly less hectic um but we still had a lot of classes to to complete and a lot of assignments and presentations to do um and I suppose it, it was strange because you know not only were we trying to navigate how to to do everything from from our homes but our it was totally foreign to our lecturers as well um and in fairness they were all very open you know with kind of saying you know this obviously isn't ideal but let's really just try and make the most of it and you know they were they were always there to kind of you know if if we had any if we were struggling with anything or you know the the ways that things had to be adapted if we were weren't fully sure of how it was going to work and um, the communication was fantastic so it it obviously did have a huge impact on you know a number of things um and things that like I was looking forward to and my my other classmates were looking forward to um like we still had other live performances to do that um ended up being on zoom so that was that was interesting and you know it was all quite a challenge but um yeah I am um, I think it's just the fact that you know we none of us really knew the severity of it I think when we left college initially and we were told that we'd be coming back in two weeks and then we never went back we were never on campus again after that so yeah it, it was definitely a strange one um but it's it's absolutely fantastic to see you know that classes are back in person now for the most part and I think it's so important especially for um for a degree like drama and theatre studies you really do need that in-person um contact and 
yeah, I, I'd hate to think, you know, I'd say it was extremely tough even for the crowd that were graduating now this year, like last year, it just must have been really tough. But um, I know from when I was there, my lecturers did a fantastic job in um, in making us kind of feel as supported as they possibly could. So it was really, it was fantastic in that sense, you know. Um, so you graduated last year and you went on to co-found your own theatre company, Four Faced Theatre. So when did you get the idea that you wanted to start your own theatre company? Was this after you graduated or were you even thinking about it when you were still studying? I suppose it's always been in the back of my mind. Um, and I think when I was in CSM, I I kind of grew a bit of an, more of an interest, I should say, in directing. Um, in the past, I had, you know, when I was maybe 18, 19, I had um, directed my own like musical theatre summer camps for children. But I think through different modules and everything that um, that interest kind of came back to the forefront for me. And um, to be honest as well, I, I was getting to a point after I left college because, you know, as you said, we graduated and everything was closed and, you know, the industry was kind of on its knees um, and it's only really now starting to kind of pick up again. And I, I was really struggling with the fact that I couldn't really utilize my degree. And then I thought, you know, what better time than now to plan ahead and to get the ball rolling with things. And I'm so glad I did because it's it's just lit a fire under me and I'm I'm absolutely delighted with how things are going so far, you know. Uh for the benefit of the listeners, who are the four faces of Four Face Theatre Company? <laughs> so the name actually comes from um I, I wanted the the company to be synonymous with Cork since we'll be operating out of Cork City. And um I don't know if you're familiar with the clock tower in Shandon that it basically has four clock faces and they all tell a different time. So it's um fondly called the four-faced liar. So that's kind of where the name came from. Um, but in terms of who's involved with me for our first production, uh, for the most part, um, I'm delighted to say that it is a lot of CSM alumni and current students. Um, and, you know, it's, it's great because I'm being connected with people who would have graduated before me who, you know, I had never met. And I'm working with some lovely people who I've gotten to know over the last few years as well. So you know, we're all really excited about it. And um, yeah, as I said, it, it just feels great to be to be getting the ball rolling with things and um, to have something to look forward to as well, I think. It's, it's great um, to work creatively, like in theatre, as it's massively fulfilling, but I suppose it isn't creative magic all the time. Theatre companies run like any other kind of business. So how have you been getting on, I suppose, with the business side of running a theatre company? That was something that was totally foreign to me. Um, and to be honest, only for the production manager that I have involved, who also happens to be one of my best friends, Michael Green, um, I'd be lost. I'd be totally lost. He's he's absolutely fantastic. Um, 
and you know I'm kind of learning from him as well and it's great because that is something that you know I I wouldn't really have had a huge grasp on but I think it's like anything you just need to experience it and learn as you go and um as I said Michael's fantastic um so yeah <laughs> I'd put that down to Michael Green to be honest I couldn't be taking that credit all of that credit anyway uh can I ask you what sets Four-Faced Theatre apart from any other kind of theatre company what's unique about Four-Faced I suppose what I wanted with Four-Faced Theatre Company was a platform for young theatre makers young emerging artists to have a place where they can showcase themselves and you know I think within Cork City um at the moment there there's a, a huge gap for somebody like us um you know because we are all you know graduated over the last few years or some as I said still in college and that goes the whole way through the company to the the lighting design the sound design you know stage management um the actors, uh, you know, everyone. And um, I think we'll, we'll bring something new and fresh to, to the Cork theatre scene. And um, yeah, I think that that's kind of what I would say. I, I really just wanted, you know, um, a place where, where people like myself who've just come out of college can come out of college and they have a platform to say, you know, this is me, this is what I'm about. And, you know, that's kind of, yeah, that's kind of how I would describe it, I guess. Brilliant. That's brilliant to hear. Um, so let's talk about the first show that Four Face is going to be doing. So Dine uh, is going to be running the Cork Arts Theatre in early February next year. Um, so could you could you tell me a bit about, well, I suppose first what DNA is about and um, how you've been getting on so far? Well, I suppose what made you decide to stage this particular script? So um, DNA is by a writer called Dennis Kelly um, and it follows the story of a group of friends who do something very, very bad and they find then that their cover-up, as they're trying to cover up what they've done, it unites them um, and they kind of, they all have very different stands morally on, you know, what is wrong and what is right what do they you know some of them it transpires don't feel as guilty as others and it's how they all interact with each other um it's very very interesting it's it's dark but um quite funny as well and um the cast are, are absolutely amazing i'm i'm so happy with with everything so far to be honest we've we've had a couple of rehearsals now and we're just kind of exploring at the moment and seeing, you know, what the different relationships mean and just doing a bit of character development. Um, and I suppose the reason that I picked this particular play is for a couple of different reasons. So number one, the the writer, Dennis Kelly, I would be a huge fan of his work. Um, and I worked on a couple of his monologues myself in college um, and I think he always kind of strikes the balance of, you know, funny, but dark quite well. And um, his plays are just very interesting um, to read and to watch. 
Um, another reason why I picked it would be it's a cast of 11, so it's quite a big cast. Um, but I thought, you know, for, for our first um, adventure as a theatre company, that it might be nice to, to go for something that, you know, has a, an ensemble feel to it, um, which I think it very much does. Um, and also, you know, it's a one act, so it's, it's running time is just over an hour or so, I believe. Um, so that they, there was a number of different factors. I thought this would be kind of a nice um, launching pad for us. Um, and it just means as well, you know, that we, we can all, you know, we, as you said, the, the show was in February, but, you know, some of the cast are in college and um, others are working other jobs as well. So it just allows a bit more flexibility um, for rehearsals and, you know, the reason that I'm starting now is um, just to give us that bit of time and just to ease back into it. And, you know, hopefully as the months go on, restrictions will will keep on easing and we'll get to a point then where we're at full capacity come February. You said that you've been you've been rehearsing away there. Um, I just like to know, I'm just curious, is there kind of a particular structure you like to follow? For rehearsals, is there a kind of a typical rehearsal for DNA, or do you prefer to kind of keep things different, keep the keep the actors on their toes? Um, I suppose every rehearsal we kind of start by just having a chat about everything. Um, we're all kind of getting back into our our voice warm ups and everything that you know would have been very common for us in college, but I suppose over the last few months, some of us, um may have kind of lost touch with that a bit. So it's nice just getting back into that kind of an environment as well. Um, I wouldn't say I follow any particular, you know, um, script, I suppose, or um, except the one that's in their hands, obviously. But uh, you know what I mean? I, I don't follow any kind of um, routine with the rehearsals. They're all quite different. And um, as I was saying, especially at the moment, it's just kind of more explorative and you know we're really just just seeing what comes up for all of us and I think the directorial style that I like to adapt is one that's quite collaborative so I welcome all of their ideas if if they have any questions for me um I welcome that and you know I, I want it to feel like they're involved with the um the growth of their characters and the creating of their characters as much as I am and as much as it is indicated in the script. You have a lot of experience acting yourself. Um, so I just want to know when it comes to directing, do you find that it's an advantage for you that you can kind of easily put yourself into the perspective of the actor so you can kind of explain things a bit easier, I suppose? Have you found that that's kind of an advantage when you've been directing this this play? Um. I suppose, yeah, that's interesting. To be honest, I hadn't really thought about that um, that side of things that much. So you've given me a bit of food for thought there. But um, I would say, yeah, I guess I kind of, I know what, what I like from a director as an actor. Um, so I try to, to mirror what, what I like and what I've admired from people that I've worked with, you know. Um, but that's quite interesting actually I'd never thought of that you see every, everyone is different and 
you know, um, different actors work well with different types of directors. Um, I just think the most important thing is to be respectful of everyone in the room and to just always have a clear line of communication. Um, but yeah, that's interesting. I'll, I'll have to have a think about that. <laughs> <laughs> think about that and get back to it. Um, <laughs> let's talk a bit about your own acting career because you were a part of a pretty exciting project recently um, called Woodpeckers, directed by Owen, Owen Warren. I was about to say Owen O'Mahony there for some reason. Don't know why. Um, so that was part of Indie Cork Film Festival. So I suppose, could you tell me a bit about the film and what it was like to be involved with it. Yeah, so with Woodpeckers, that was actually the first short film that I've ever been a part of. Um, so to be honest, the, the whole experience was was just fantastic. I, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, my interest would predominantly be with stage, but I am trying to kind of, you know, open myself up more to, to screen acting. And, um, you know, as you said, it was directed by Owen um, and he was absolutely fantastic. Um, you know, I think I was kind of explained to him, you know, that I hadn't really done anything like this before. So if there was anything, you know, that I'd like to please let me know if I could do anything um, better or, you know, whatever it would be. Um, and then I was acting opposite Mike O'Dowd. Um, I actually know Mike with a few years uh, but I'd never I'd never worked with him on anything. And Mike actually wrote the script as well. Um, it was a brilliant script, really like that, like similarly to DNA, you know, could be quite dark, but was also very funny as well. Um, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, we we actually we shot it over the course of a day. Um, and, you know, there's a, a part in it where myself and Mike both have to pour um water over ourselves so we were absolutely frozen but um yeah no I really really enjoyed it it was it was really it was a lovely um experience it was really 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 lovely yeah and are you are you represented by anyone like do you have an agent at the moment yeah I'm um that's actually how I got that particular gig um I'm represented by Darren Kelleher at Bloom Artist Management um, so Darren had sent me the sides for it and then I read for it and um, was lucky enough to be selected to be a part of it. So I was absolutely delighted. Um, but I've been with Darren, um, gosh, I'd say definitely a couple of months anyway. Um, and he's fantastic. He's absolutely brilliant. And we're, we're actually using his space in Actors Vision for rehearsals for DNA. So, yeah. Brilliant. Um, can I just ask you as well, Ali, because, you know, kind of just talking to other people doing theatre degrees and acting degrees in Cork, once they graduate, it kind of, I suppose it kind of seems a given that they move to London. You know, once they graduate, they're either in London or planning to move to London or or just anywhere, just kind of outside of, of Cork. Um, have you found that with people in your own course or, or what do you think? Do you think you'll you'll end up there at some point or...? To be honest, at the moment, I'm quite happy and content with where I am. Um, I, I wouldn't rule it out entirely. Um, but yeah, a load of my friends and um, especially like people in my year, um, they've gone to London and they seem to be enjoying it over there, you know. 
Um, I wouldn't rule it out, but at the moment I'm I'm quite happy to stay in Cork and, you know, to to just keep working on things with Forefaced and, you know, kind of get the the company, you know, hopefully a, a well-known name in the city and to just keep working on that. That's kind of my priority at the moment. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't say I'd rule it out entirely. And what do you think can be done to support young theatre makers, young artists such as yourself to support them so that they want to stay in Ireland or entice people to come back to create here? Because there is a lot of young talent, of course, leaving Ireland. So what do you think can be done to support young artists such as yourself to to stay in Ireland? I, I think that a lot of the time there isn't a lot of opportunity over here for young emerging actors directors whatever the case may be um and I find you know that even with myself it's been a case of um you know I've been lucky to work with a number of different people since I've left college but that kind of goes back to what I was saying about why I wanted to set up Forefaced it was you know to to create that platform for younger people um to kind of put their foot in the door in a sense and you know to to be in be in different circles where you're meeting new people and you're making those connections um I wouldn't to be honest I wouldn't be a hundred percent sure on on what would even you know how you could support younger people I I think I think if you were to look at it very simply it would just be to give give them a chance and give them the opportunity to go and audition for you or you know even with ourselves now we've we've started um an indiegogo campaign because you know obviously with every um artistic endeavor there, there's the cost of that as well and you know we even if you can't donate to something like that if you see it you know to to share something like that and help spread the word for people and you know help even if people see the name you know four face theater company they go oh, what's that and then you know it's just kind of i think the word is to just be supportive and um and trust that um just because you know people are fresh out of college or whatever that they're not clueless that they don't know what they're doing kind of a thing you know brilliant okie doke um just to kind of finish off the chat with two more questions to bring it back to MTU, um, what three words would you use to describe MTU? Community. Support. And fun. Brilliant. One last question for you, Ali. Um, last students coming back into MTU, last students starting out as well, of course. What advice would you give to students starting off in theatre drama or just students starting off at MTU in general? I would just say don't be afraid to throw yourself into things. Um, you know, it, it can be quite daunting when you make that move from from secondary school or, you know, from, from another course or if you've taken some time out to be throwing yourself back into it. But that's the advice I would give is to just throw yourself into it and you know there'll be times when you're stressed and the workload and everything will will be a lot but 
treasure that time and just enjoy every minute of it is what i would say great stuff i couldn't agree more all right we'll leave it there so um thanks very much ali actually you mentioned there the indiegogo campaign for the play where can people if people wanted to support where could people find that um so that's on both our instagram it's in our bio on instagram and it's on our facebook page as well brilliant stuff Okie doke. Thanks very much, Ali, for being a part today. And I think myself and everybody at MTU wishes you the best with Fourface and uh, wishes you the best in your future. Thank you very much. So that was Alison McCormick there of Fourface Theatre. It was great to talk to her. Now, I'm going to be booking my ticket, and I hope you are as well, for DNA. And you can do so by heading onto the Cork Arts Theatre website. All the information is waiting for you there. Um, so that's it. We've come to the end of the episode. Uh it's actually it's actually my final episode. I'm getting a bit teary-eyed here, I tell you. <laughs> it's my final episode of uh, hosting the Alumni Podcast Series. I've had a great time doing it. And just before I go, I just want to briefly say thank you to Glynis Gardner, the Alumni Relations Officer at MTU. She's been hugely supportive uh, to me over the past few months in producing the podcast, in finding guests for the podcast, and researching interview topics. So... Big shout out to Glynis. And Glynis is actually going to be hosting the next episode of the podcast with a very interesting guest. So stay tuned for that. Um, so is that... Oh, no, hang on. If you are... It's a good thing this is my final episode. If you are a former student as well of MTU, don't forget, if you would like more information on what's happening at the college, you can update your contact details by going on to www... Does anyone even still put in the three Ws? Anyway, mtu.ie forward slash alumni. So that is it. Um, Thank you very much for tuning in and have a good one.